right, let's welcome in Dave Anderchuk, Vice President of Corporate and Community Affairs, Hall of Famer, my former roomie. Doesn't get much better than this, game one. Chucky, how are you, pal? I'm doing well, buddy. I'm doing well. Very exciting times for everybody. It really is. And uh, what, about three or four weeks ago, everybody was talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning running out of gas, and then it dawned on me. They went electric. <laughs> they sure did. Uh, starts with Stamco, scoots her off. Uh, I don't know exactly what happened. Here. You know, I, it's, it's just this veteran team that, you know, kind of has a closed-door meeting and says, okay, enough is enough. Kind of reminds me of the Oilers of the 80s, you know, when, you know, you're playing them and you're thinking you're going okay, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's two, three goals in the back of your net. And I don't know, it's just this team is good, right? They're deep. They, they got lots of talent and their top guys started to play. And, and you know, I, I think it starts with defense. I think it starts with Vasilevsky. But ultimately, it's, you know, it's talent up front that, that wins them a lot of games. One of the comments leading into the series that Sheldon Keith made was just about how he expects this team to be in, in a lot of skirmishes after the whistle. He actually called the, the potential series borderline violent. How much of an element is that to Tampa Bay's game or the way that they want to play in the postseason? Well, they've done that in the past few years. I think Julian Breezewell addressed that, you know, a while back and, you know, got Pat Maroon, um, you know, started to get a little bit, you know, bigger and you're, you're kind of your bottom six and maybe you're five and six. And, and that has helped, obviously, uh, them win two cups. Um, I think they got to be very careful. I think both teams got to be very careful with what happens after the whistles. And it, there will be some. It's, it's playoffs, right? Like that's, that's natural. I would just be very fearful of the other team's power play and, and not necessarily just the scoring of the goals. It's the actual confidence that the top players get when they get on the ice and they're able to touch the puck and they're able to, you know, feel like, you know, they're part of the game, right? Like Mitch Marner, if he gets it and skates through the neutral zone, you know, and maybe he doesn't score a goal that shift, but he's going to be better the rest of the game. So I think they got to be fearful of that, both teams. But it, it will be a series that, you know, uh, it's two really good teams. Unfortunately, they got to meet in the first round, but that's the way it goes. And uh, we'll see what happens. You know, once upon a time, Chucky, when uh, the game was played on the ice, you could say stuff and you didn't have to worry about it uh, getting reported with, you know, people down at ice level, cameras, mics tattletales when well, he said to it and then he said this and then he said that and and so much was made out of this uh, maroon to the Leafs and Tavares soft and we're coming after you and just in terms of now bulletin board stuff that in the past that we would clip out and put it on a board um and and know that it was in the newspaper now you don't even need it it's just it's reported out there um what do you think of all of that? And, you know, is there a chance that, I don't know, maybe it can come back and bite Maroon if you've motivated this team enough? Oh, yeah, I, it can it can definitely motivate the other team, but, you know, w- whether they take advantage of it or not. You know, I mean, and this has been going on since the 50s probably or 40s, right? Like, we all been doing that. You know, we, we've all been, you know, saying things on the ice. It's just now, I guess, like you said, I mean, it's, you got the ice line reporter, you got mics that are there, you know, you got cameras that are now following, you know, guys going to the bench, you know, all this, you know, leads to, you know, obviously more, 
more exposure, right? So, um, you know, I, I think that I think that this group is used to Maroon saying this every night. <laughs> I don't think this is any different for any other team. Maybe maybe now because you're you know playing against the Toronto Maple Leafs, but you know he did the same thing you know three nights ago, right? You know against the New York Islanders, like. So you know it, it's it that's that's normal for Pat Maroon. That's what he's done. You know he's one of those guys. We all know those guys that through all the the years that you played and all the years that I played, we know the guys that are like that, and he's one of them. So, you know, uh, um, I still think it's because they're a confidence group. They're not they're not concerned that Pat Maroon's going to tip the scales in any way or or another. Is there anything about Tampa right now that feels like a question mark? We just went through their roster uh, and couldn't really find any uh, Leafs fans here going, ah, I think the Leafs are better at. Boy, it's tough to come up with anything. Is there anything about Tampa that sometimes you feel like is is lacking? Uh, well, depth-wise and talent-wise, no. Um, you know, I think their penalty kill has gotten better. Their power play is obviously good. You know, it, it, there's Andre Vasilevsky, enough said. Um, you have Hedman, McDonough, that you can play against, you know, top lines on every shift, basically. You got the power up front. I, I think more importantly for, for Tampa and how they've won their two cups, is, you know, they just don't trade chance for chance. Mm-hmm. You don't gamble. You don't, like, and this is a team, obviously, you can't do that against, right? Like, Toronto is a very good transition team. they got good quickness. And, and I'm, I guarantee you that John Cooper will stress, you know, not turning the puck over. And let's not gamble as much. You know, let's, you know, and maybe this won't be the series that we all think this run and gun you know, and I don't know if that's the way it's going to win it, uh, to be honest with you. But ultimately, how Tampa wins is, you know, they, they just spend less time in their own end. They close off on the defense and they get it to their forwards and they're in the other end with puck possession. That's how they win, you know, and they get solid goaltending if they do make a mistake. So one, one thing I would, you know, hopefully the Lightning and, you know, even probably I'm sure Toronto saying the same thing is, you know, we, we can't give out too many outnumbered situations with the talent on both sides. And that will be, I think, the, the key to the series, you know, for both teams. Just watching Stamkos come into this series. He's 32 years of age. You probably think with all his injuries and a couple of cups under his belt, he would actually just be slowly, you know, <laughs> declining at yeah. a very comfortable you know, level. This guy's ramped it up like I've never seen before. The run that he's been on on multiple points to end the season is mind-boggling. Yeah, mind-boggling. You know, we, we're trying to put all these numbers together, and it's amazing what's really happened to Steven Stamkos. I think he's had the third most points of any month since Lemieux and Yager, you know, in, 90, in the mid-'90s. And, you know, 30-something points in a month, uh, it's just it's just un- unbelievable. You know, two weeks ago, he's at 80 points. We're like, ah, gosh, too bad he's not going to get to 100. Then, boom. You know, it's it's been amazing, really. It has. Good for Steven Stamkos. You know, he's been determined all year. And I think you're right. I think more importantly, I think this is a guy that wants to be back to where he was a few years ago, right? Like, you know, with the 60-goal season, you know, the 50-goal the season. And he's had some injuries. And you know, really didn't play in the first cup, obviously. He only had that one shift and got injured the next year and then played in the playoffs. But, you know, hey, uh, he's, had a, he's had a really good year. He's been, you know, basically one of the most consistent players this year and he's been healthy most of the year.
Yeah, he's been awesome. You know, when, when I look at that team, another one of their huge strengths is, is Stamkos' coach there, John Cooper. Um, you know, so poised and um, seemed, just seemed like a generally composed guy in his, in his quotes and all that. What have you noticed about the way he coaches this team over the years? Surely he's had a big hand in the success of this team, uh, given that they've won back-to-back Cups. Yeah, uh, you're, you're right. I mean, him and his staff have done a really good job of, you know, keeping it fresh. I think, you know, they could have sat on their laurels. You know, there's lots of games that, you know, they're out of it, you know, um, and, 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 they're, and he, he gets them motivated. Uh, and I think that's the biggest thing with John is that he, he understands the situation they're in, you know, when to push the buttons, when not to. Uh, he's done a really good job of, you know, especially after the deadline getting, you know, Brandon Hagel and Nick Paul, you know, what, what are our lines going to look like and how do we figure this out? And, you know, we really haven't had a set lines until probably the last couple of weeks. And he's been doing a lot of mixing and matching and, you know, trying to figure out what, what's going to be the best combination. And it'll, it'll change in the playoffs as we know, but he can always go back to something that he's used in the past. So yeah, the demeanor is, is, is calming. Um, I definitely know that, you know, inside that room, you know, there, there's a fire that burns that uh, there's a little bit of cockiness that they want to be a three-peat. They want to be something special. You know, they want to be this team that's remembered, you know, similar to the Oilers or the, you know, or the, or the Islanders, right? Like that's what they want to be remembered. That's the driving force for these guys because, you know, it's like, you, like you said, they played a lot of hockey in the last couple of years, but, winning two cups but it's it's john cooper that's pushing the buttons well that drive will start as early as tonight uh dave really appreciate your time thanks for doing this yep yeah, no problem guys anytime enjoy the series yeah thanks so much as well dave anderchuk it said some interesting things there i got a few takeaways you care to hear them yeah uh i thought it was interesting he noted that tampa bay doesn't want to gamble, doesn't want to trade chances. Like, for years, didn't you think about Tampa as, like, this high-flying offensive team, but they get it done in the end by locking yeah, it down? I thought I thought that kind of changed when they traded for McDonough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so, the way their priorities are. Yeah. Um, thought that was a really good point. I thought it was a really good, interesting point, that the power play is what's, what would scare him is allowing the other team's top guys to get involved. Let Marner handle the puck. Let Matthew skate it up through. You know, you start to get comfortable being in control, running the game, dictating it to your opposition. And so even if you don't score in the power play, still putting you behind the eight ball a little bit, I thought that was a great, great takeaway. And the, and the maroon one where he has kind of set that tone. Mm-hmm. Like all of this is stemming from maroon. Like, he shouldn't matter, right? No, but like, it does matter. It does matter. I know, but you should just be able right. to be like, ah, you play 12 minutes, goes, you know, get out of here. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I think if I'm Wayne Simmons, I go address that right away. They, I they, go, they fought this year? I don't care. Yeah. They did fight. They fought yeah. in the last game. If they're out there, if I'm Wayne Simmons, I'm going right after him. Love that idea. Right after him. I'm putting it all, I'm, I'm, I'm making no bones about where this series is going. And if I got a little bit of a green light out of my coach that says, you know, somewhat right. violent, I'll start it. But listen, you you want to sit there? I'm not going to. If you're going to sit there and call my captain soft mm-hmm. this whole series, then we might as well put it on the table for a shift. Yeah. But I don't wait. Yeah. If I'm Simmons, I don't wait for that guy to get going. I don't get him. I don't let him get comfortable. First of all, I'm tougher than him. 
I know that. Yeah. Wayne Simmons knows that. Most importantly, Maroon knows that. Think so? Yes. I just think of the size difference. No, I don't care about the Doesn't size matter. difference. He's a big teddy bear, that Maroon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Yes. I'm ready to okay. play. There you go. Brad May. Give Wayne Simmons a call. Yeah. And it, just it, let him know. And and I, I think other side though. I, I think if you just show Maroon and Corey Perry and the rest of the team that that listen, I'm I'm not gonna let you get away with calling the soft. Not anymore. Not on my watch. And it, it sends a good vibe. Let me just play devil's advocate here and be yeah. like, immediately you make him relevant, right? Because you're like, we are you're relevant. playing into his we're, game. We're one of 20 on this team. We're all relevant. Okay. And then the other factor is if I'm Matthews and Marner, I'm like, what are we doing? Like, can we get out there and outskate these guys and but go it, get it deep? They'll love it. I Actually, who? Marner it, and Matthews will love it. Was it Carlisle who said, I believe that you need your best players yes. to feel comfortable? There you go. Which is a relevant point, right? Like you want those guys to feel it like they have does space. Work that way. Yeah. I got your back. Right. Okay. Like and Tavares. Like you don't want to be called soft. That's one of the worst things. You don't want your team to be. You're the captain. You represent your team. He's calling you soft. Like you, it's nice to have turn around you know, with somebody to watch your back, like Simmons. Yeah. Take advantage of that because, as we said, after game one, you could be out of the lineup. Clifford could be out of the lineup. Spezza could be back in. Make yourself relevant. Yeah. You know, this is always why I was my mind was blown that Nick Ritchie didn't fight when he was here. It was like, oh, if, he could have had a hell if, of a if role. If it's not going in, just go punch a couple people. Nick and Ritchie could have been like. Wayne, just, it could have been Wayne have Simmons. Fire. He just doesn't have that. Right? They didn't need to go get Clifford. They got Clifford because Nick Ritchie refused to do that. Yeah. Anyway. Didn't, didn't expect Nick Ritchie to come I on know, today. I know, Ritchie did. You know, we're very true to our show today. All of our picks, a Ritchie throwback. <laughs> okay. You want to go around the league a little bit? I do. I would love to. Uh, I'm excited. Want to go night. Boston and Carolina? Oh, yes. Let's. And Boston, where do Carolina. we think this series is going? Regular season, if I'm not mistaken, three games dominated by Carolina, outscoring them something stupid like 16-1 or 15-1. To be honest, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think Sammy. it's a brutally tough series to pick. Carolina is supposed to walk all over the Bruins. But the Bruins have success against the Carolina Hurricanes in the playoffs multiple times in just like they do against the Leafs. They have good success against the Carolina Hurricanes in the playoffs. And the other factor about this is Freddie Anderson is not playing. He's not. No. And um, this is – I'm progressing a little bit. This is what Freddie Anderson said. I'm progressing a little bit in terms of some of the movements I'm trying to do. He said this to uh, – in an interview with the members of the Carolina chapter of the Professional Hockey Association, Writers Association. I'm not really close to what I'd like to be to be out there. Mm. But another day in the books – and I'm just trying to get better and get back. Okay. God, that's also familiar. <laughs> yeah, that's so. That's from. Uh, that, that's a clip from All or Nothing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that thing. the right quote? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, um, uh, I think we have a clip from Rod Brindamore here. On, who was asked about Anderson. Who was asked about this? And this was from yesterday. He was asked about about Freddie Anderson and an update on him. And do we want to hear that clip? Yes, Very much we do. So. Okay, let's hear it. Um, nothing new that you'd want to hear. Um, so I guess no. <laughs> you still need to see him yeah. For it. yeah. Get serious. Yeah. Is there a chance that could happen tomorrow? Yeah. Well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh 
like. You know, this guy must, Anderson must have a forest field around him. No one's allowed to just go ask him. Oh, my God. That, remember Sheldon and, uh, and uh, Kyle talking about him? Is he on the ice? I don't know. Is he in gear? Is he in tracksuit? Is he in tracksuit? Maybe. Uh, and in the end, they said, I guess we'll just play Campbell, much like Carolina's gone. I guess we'll just play Ranta. Ranta's in. Boys, I wouldn't trust Ranta as far as I could bowl him. <laughs> I'm sorry, but every opportunity this guy's had to be a number one goalie, he also gets hurt. Yeah, yeah he's been had really bad injury luck. This is tough for Carolina. This is tough. Who won the Jennings Trophy, that duo. Best goals against average in the NHL this year. So what do we think in that series? Here's here. Uh, I still think I like Carolina team. I'd taken Boston. You are? Yeah. I, I like Carolina and seven. I like Boston. I like Boston because they've made a couple of changes. The fact that they were successful with uh, Pasternak uh, moving off to Hulla's line. Mm-hmm. And they get, uh, they add Lindholm at the trade deadline. Yeah, McAvoy. The Carolina better. team, I, I just feel like, didn't get enough attention. Best defensive team in the league this year. 116 points. Won six games uh, in a row to end the season. Like, I, you got some flaws or whatever. Goaltending uncertain, sure. But I, I, I think they'll find a way through. This Boston team, just be done with them. <laughs> Move on from Boston. So we got, we're, should we document this? I'm, I'm Carolina in seven. Kipper, you're Boston in? Ah, uh, seven. Safe. Sammy? Uh, Boston in six. All right. Sammy is Boston in six. All right, Kipper. All right. St. Louis, Minnesota. Okay. This will be very violent. <laughs> yes. Yeah, borderline violent. Not borderline. Yeah. Pure borderline. violence. Pure violence. These two teams were unbelievable. They were the second and third best teams since the trade deadline. Uh, and all they do is just hit and muck it up and score goals. Great offenses. I believe the third and fifth best offensives in the NHL this year. I struggled with my... I think this will be the best first-round series. Is that a bold prediction? Imagine having said that about these two teams a few years ago. Yeah, it's not the most sexy of laundry, to be honest with you. Minnesota Wild, I mean, you look at... They're just going to have that, like, Jacques Lemaire early time stink on them where everyone just thinks they're a boring team because they were so boring for so long and they cut kind of, I don't think they've ever really grown out of that yeah. and this year they're just an electrifying offensive team and I feel like people still kind of think of them as a little bit boring but they're not and the St. Louis Blues boy they've been hot red hot this is gonna be the best series I got I got St. Louis to go like all the way oh do you like oh, yeah. to, like to the final yeah to the final to win the cup yeah Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. We well, doing I did the predictions for Sportsnet. They asked yeah. me, so they're out there. Yeah. But uh, I did. I, I like St. Louis, and I like them because there's still a mix of the Stanley Cup champs in there. But Thomas is a guy that's stepped up now. And Kairou, Jordan uh, Kairou, who's, I think, a really talented player. Really good. And they got Bushnevich from the Rangers who's a really good player. Yeah, they stole so Bushnevich. I, I think they, they've got some some youthfulness there that, uh, that okay. maybe... I know hey, another Selkie vote guy this year. I, I didn't gave go him a Selkie Colorado, vote, not first. But. I didn't go Tampa Bay, Colorado. I, I didn't go heavy favorites. That's fun picks. So, so where are you at on the series, Sammy? <sighs> I have a tough time with this one, but I do like the Blues more. But I think that Flurry is a good 
it was a good addition for for the Wild, and he's been really good since he got there. And for my takes of the Leafs trying to get Flurry, I would like them to win the series and Flurry be really. Who plays good. the majority? I need a pick. Um, Billy's going to play for St. Louis, but who's uh, Talbot? Uh, Talbot. I think they'll probably. I mean, it's it's a great option. It's almost like having two guys is a really exciting option. I appreciate everyone talking about Cam Talbot like he's, he's yeah fine. I think I'm, I'm going to. He's done a great job. He's had a great yeah. year. He's he's been very effective for them. I'm going to go St. Louis Blues in seven games. St. Louis Blues seven games. You know, I think we are in the minority. I bet you most people are picking the Wild in this series. All three of us took St. Louis. I'm a little surprised by that. Uh, Kings Oilers. What's going to be left of them, though? Because they are big and heavy, as we said. That's why it's tough. Is getting out of this round is not going to be awesome. Marcus Foligno, do we know if he's playing? If he's not playing, that's a big loss. He's been amazing for them. All right. Kings Oilers. Thoughts? Kipper. My thoughts are that it's easier to defend than it is to score this time of year. Oh, I, as I, the I Leafs, like what you're doing. As the Leafs found that out last year. Yes. And it was a key guy that is no longer in Montreal that is in Los Angeles. I didn't know what Phillip you're talking about. I know what kind of factor <laughs> can he have <laughs> on a 97? I can't. Contain that. Austin Matthews is pretty good too, but you can't contain 97. Can you slow him down enough to make it interesting? It's your only hope. It's your only hope. I just... Take penalties on them and hope they don't get called. I would be extremely wary of just putting a team in the second round like the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Yeah. I know. Hey, listen. Let's just look back exactly, oh, I don't know, one year ago when everyone was just penciling the Toronto Maple Leafs into the second round against an inferior opponent with a good goalie. I I just think there's a bit of pedigree there with the Kings, and I'm not – I don't think I'm going to pick them, but I think Oilers fans and everyone are getting a little bit too I'm hot and heavy. I'm not LA either. I'm not going anywhere. But you I, wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if they stretch it out to seven games. Oh, I see. I think you guys are giving LA too much credit. Like a minus six goal differential this year. They hung on to playoffs off a pretty good start in a weak division. They played half the season. With Oilers were good down the stretch. Yeah, that's that's tough bounce. <laughs> He's going to help with it, you know. I, I still think the Oilers are a far better team. Kane made a huge difference, and he's on a tear. Obviously, Hyman, a big ad for them. Yamamoto's been better. Pulya Yarvi can contribute. I, I like this team. Mike Smith is hot right now. You know, Mike Smith is one of those red-hot or, red, or blue-cold guys, and he's red-hot right now. I got the Oilers, and I'm going to say four, five. Five. Because um, it's tough to beat any team four times in a row. Oilers in five for me. I got them in, I think, five or six. Five and a half Oilers. for Kipper. Five and a half. <laughs> okay. five. five. I think it went five. All right. Sammy? Let's get nuts. Sweep. Kings in six. Kings in six? He doesn't even go all the way. Wow. That goal, that goaltender tandem, they go south, they can go south in a hurry. All right. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's not out of the question. Weirder things have happened. All right, we got some stuff around the league, too, before we uh, put a bow on... Game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs, Leafs Lightning. Um, Nico Heischer and Lindy Ruff, Mark Shifley, Pat Verbeek. Who do you like to Shifley. Okay, Shifley. Do you have his comments? I don't have them in front of me. I can pull them up. Yeah, pull them up because uh, they weren't exactly uh, reinforcing that I want to be here uh, to turn this thing around. 
in Winnipeg. No. Which... Um, I got him here, Sam. If you want me to read him or go for it. So here's Mark Shifley talking about the team. I'd love to be in Winnipeg, but I also have to see where this is all going and what direction the team is going. And I guess we'll see this summer. There's a lot more on that. I'm in the prime of my career. I still have so much to improve on. I like where my game is at. You know, he basically says, I just want to know where this team is going and what the direction is and what the changes are going to be, if any. I have to think about my career and what's best for me. Those are going to be talks with my agents and everyone in my family and stuff like that and figure out what I really want. So it will be a tough talk tomorrow. Okay, um, it's, it's not like he's going into UFA. He's got another he's got two, years two more deal. years. So yeah. I, I, I don't understand the need. I think you to, understand. Well, then just, you know. Say you want out? I would think it'd be easier to say that uh, maybe it's time I move on. I wonder. But you don't do it on a on a whim like that. That's a that's something that you need to talk to your family and your agent and have a proper release. If you're gonna a proper ask, trade request, yeah, a proper trade request. To me, that just leaves too many people in doubt. And also, you know, he did the whole thing where he's like, "We'll see what changes are made." You know, well, how can you see it? And then, and then, like, like Lowry's not coming back, but changes. Aren't, like how many, realistically, how many changes can there be between now and training camp? So you get a new coach. Is that enough? Mm-hmm. Or I, do you need do you need to see two or three bodies out or two or three in? Yeah. Or be reassured that this guy's going to get traded? Now you're holding Shovel Day off hostage. You're like, saying, I need I need changes. I need to give me a coach, give me new players. I need to see something to keep me. At that point, if you're not committed to being there, which it sounds like you're not, yeah, you, you're out the door anyway. This, is, this has got... Like a, a Jack Eichel situation yeah. all, all over again. The player empowerment era is upon us. Yeah, it's been upon us for a while it now. Has been, yeah, I know. Full, mo- <laughs> uh, full no move clause. For, See, that's an interesting thing. Can you really wield your no move clause and also want to trade? Yeah. Like, can you well, say? Claude Giroux just did it, right? Right, but so, so to me, it's like and if you want ways, out, then Jack let us trade you to whoever we want to yeah. trade you to. So, yeah, I guess safely to say, yeah, I want out, but also I only want to go to these places. Two more years at 6.1 Which is a, a steel, great steel contract. Mm-hmm. There would be a lot of takers right now that would go, I'd gladly take my 70, 80 points from Mark Shifley at that cost it's before needing to deal with... Uh, defensive liability. But, yes, he scores a lot of points. Yes, it's a good good contract, good player. Not sure I appreciate. I would, I would, you know, I feel differently about players when stuff like this goes down, right? About their, the way they handle their business. That's all. Give me, uh, give me two or three teams. For Shifley? Yep. Rangers. Kings. Rangers is a good one. I don't know. No. I, I, no? Well, Rangers have got uh, next year uh, Zabanajad and Fox Kicking jump in. up to Devils to uh, 12, uh, $11 million, do they not? Yeah, that's be a tough Or 20, 20 plus between the two of them. So, fairly similar note here. Uh, Nico Hishier gave, uh, had some comments on, he was asked about Lindy Ruff and. Um, if he thought that the, I believe if he thought that those those guys should keep their jobs, the coaches, and he said, "I'm not going to talk about that." So instead of just saying, or if he thought they should be back, I'm not. I got no comment on that. It's the captain of the devil saying he's got no comment if the coach should be back. 
So. Uh, Jack Hughes was supportive, was he, he was, not? Yeah. But so Nico he, was not. Nico's the captain, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. So didn't think that was awesome either, but it's quite a wild thing to say about your coaching staff. That to be is. Honest with you, especially if you're the captain, but maybe these a- any uh any surprise with uh Blaschel being let go? His contract not being renewed. Yeah, I guess surprised that he had been there for as long as he had. How could you judge him for years? He didn't have a great roster. He's probably better off with a fresh start somewhere. And he would have known sake. he was a, a lame duck. Uh, yeah, you would think so? I think, I think without a doubt that, that they knew once they were going to get closer that he was not going to be the coach yeah. to move on because they were so far off challenging for a playoff spot i think they just kept him in place just to kind of buy time yeah thinking of a fresh start now yes maybe there's somewhere for our boy talk yeah any names in mind talk it uh jay woodcroft used to coach there <laughs> what about the oilers who's gonna coach them well they he's he's a free agent yeah is he really yeah interesting jay woodcroft has no contract next year and uh there's a there's teams that have taken notice, I'm sure, including Detroit, including Jay Woodcroft, probably. Yeah, he's in for a nice uh, pay raise. Uh, gambling, real quick here, a couple of sure. bet, postseason bets. So here are some bets I like. Um, Wild St. Louis, we we think it's pretty much a coin toss. St. Louis is an underdog. You can get them at plus one thirty five. Really? Yeah. So I did bet that. Yeah, that's a good bet. Um, the Oilers. Uh, minus a game and a half on the series spread. So I'm taking them to win four to two, four to one, four to nothing, minus one and a half. That's minus 120. So decent one that I liked. Uh, Panthers Capitals. What do you think? The, so the series total line is at a five and a half games. I took the under on that for plus 110. So you think it's going to be a... I think Florida's going to mop Washington. Okay. So what's the deal now? Like if if guys are hurt, and you've placed a bet, and you find out someone's not playing. Tough beans, bud. That's kind of yeah. You got to factor a, that in a, a little bit. That's a little bit of a big deal, isn't it? It is. Are they going to have to fix that? No, that's just tough bounce. Sports guys hurt. Sorry. <laughs> so, so I, I'm I'm hearing like Colorado's got some issues. Uh, are, are you with uh, yeah? Some guys are sick. Well, how about this? And Nashville is plus six hundred to win their series against Colorado. Well, I don't know about the series, but even, you know, game one, if some guys can't play because they've, they're not feeling well, mm-hmm. like uh, that should change the line. Yep, for sure. But it won't. I, I mean, it will if they're, if it's public knowledge that some guys are hurt or sick or whatever. Yeah, it which it never is. No. <laughs> but you know what happens is once people start to bet it, the line will move, right? Like once a bunch of money is on one side, the book will go, oh, we need oh, to correct okay. this a little bit. That's where we're taking on too much. Last one that I like, um, Calgary and Dallas series total of five and a half games over or under five and a half games for that series. I've been saying it in the show. I don't think Dallas is great. I think (laughs) that's like a number one theme of this show. It's like like my take. Dallas was never good. That, that was hung on to get what what a, what a, uh, army crawl. To that playoff spot. I mean, Jake Ottinger's their starting goalie. Sagan, Ben, and Radulov have struggled. Yes, they have one very good line, but Calgary looks complete. Under five and a half games plays plus 114. I bet that as well, the under. All right, uh, let's go around the horn. I need a score tonight. Oh, God, I forgot that. That's tonight? 
Um, four two leaves? No. Five two leaves? Five four overtime victory oh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Just a burn burner. it out already. Yeah, just overtime a and uh, John Tavares scores the overtime winner. Wow. <laughs> Very specific. If that happens, that would be an unbelievable thing. John Tavares last year, game one did not go as well. Montreal beat Toronto two to one to kick oh, off that, that was playoff the series. Game. Awful, awful start. So that would be a much better. All right, that went back. four two empty net goal. I think it's going to be low Leafs. scoring. Low scoring game. 2 1? 2 1. 2 1 Toronto. I think it's just going to be a grindy. Oh my God. The goalies are off the charts then. Yeah, sure. Get soup. Soup's going to show up here. Derek Brandale, I need a score. <sighs> Leafs 5 2. Leafs 5 2. Oh, five, two. Handle, oh we're dead. Mop him we're dead. Get <laughs> off into the sunset. Rolnick, I need a score. <laughs> what do you got in the background there? He said 4 1. For who? For the Leafs. 4 1. It, it will be 4 1. Four so the, the, the team is on board tonight here as a Leafs show. We went went all in. All in on game one. But giving your heart to the Leafs has never failed anyone. You got to see a little bit of violence tonight. Borderline violence. Borderline. <laughs> just slaps. Just Will Smith on Chris Rock all the over the ice. The border is now open. <laughs> <laughs> Should be fun. Yeah. Well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. All right, our thanks to Randy Carlisle today. What a nice get. What a surprise. Dave Anderchuk. JB. Kepper. Day one, baby. Hope it's a long run. Should be fun. Should be indeed. All right, for all of you joining us on our YouTube channel, wow, big numbers today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for the likes, almost 250 likes. See if we can squeeze a few more out. Just for Sammy, gets paid in likes. Enjoy opening night, Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll be back tomorrow and every day the rest of the week. So let's, Lord Stanley is delivered. See you tomorrow, everybody.